everyone ready? Because it's time for high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online, online. at WBVI.com. Online now. High school football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor-Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Ironworkers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ruffy Corporation. Three, two, one. Showtime. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online. Let's do it. Hit it. At WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Frost Countdown Stadium. We're excited for a week nine edition of high school football. We have an SBC River matchup. Willard taking on Calvert already underway here in Frost Countdown Stadium. Willard won the toss. They elected to take the ball, so they have the ball to start this one off. It'll be a quarterback keeper for Isaac Robinson, the Willard quarterback. He'll be stopped short of a first down, but not by a whole lot. They're going to mark him down at about the 29. Bring up a third and short. Lance Morris here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. 11-10 left to go here. First quarter of action already rolling between Willard and Calverta. Matchup of two teams that have kind of been going in uh, different directions, but Willard looking to try and get themselves back on track. Calvert looking to get themselves through this one essentially and roll into a matchup next week against Hopewell Loudon. Be third down and one for Willard. Five wide set. Another quarterback keeper for Isaac Robinson. He's going to get a first down and a little more. Will be stopped at about the 36 yard line for a Willard first down. This Willard Crimson flashes team four and four on the season. But have lost, uh, lost their last three games in a row, losing to Lakota, Hopewell Loudon, and Gibsonburg. Or wins in the SBC River come against Woodmore and Fremont St. Joe's. So two and three overall in the SBC is Willard. It'll be first and ten now for Willard. It'll have it at their own 36-yard line. Two receivers down to each side. Isaac Robinson in the shotgun. So I'll end up handing it off this time. It'll be Ryan Fox on the give. He'll end up getting about two yards before he's brought down by the Calvert front up there that time. As with the now 10.05 left to go here in the first quarter. Still scoreless here on the Ropey Corporation scoreboard. Celebrating over 60 years as a leading manufacturer in the commercial flooring industry. Willard, a team that really likes to spread things around. Don't run the ball a whole lot, at least on those design runs with the running back. They'll, if anything, have their quarterback, Isaac Robinson, tuck and run as we've already seen a few times here tonight. The three receivers out to the right side, and well, I think have a false start as that time the receiver on the right side, Jackson Beamer, he was, did a, just flinched just a little bit right in front of the Calvert bench. So of course, the Calvert bench had to point out that that was, in fact, a false start, and it will, in fact, be called. So that'll drop Willard back five yards, bring up a second down and 13. Our team 7-0 on this season, looking to try and get things going here, get this win, get it on to next week and what could be a league title matchup with Hopewell Loudon. It'll be second down to 13. Robinson going to roll to his right. He'll look to throw. That one's going to be incomplete. He was looking for his receiver on the near side in Cam Robinson, his twin brother. That'll and bring up a third and 13 now for Willard with 9.20 left to go here in the first quarter. Still scoreless between Calvert and Willard. And a 
course, our first half today brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff and hiring now. Go to morganadvancedmaterials.com to learn more and apply. With this Willard team, they don't even really go into a traditional huddle. They just kind of have everybody lined up and await the call from the sideline and audible as needed. Third and 13 now for Willard. They'll send a man in motion and Meisner now to the left side on the four wide set. Robinson will drop back. He'll look to throw. Looks like he'll escape the pocket. He's going to be brought down just past the original line of scrimmage. So get out to about the 39-yard line. They'll bring up a fourth down and Carter Cook onto the stop for the Calvert Senecas. That'll bring out the punting unit for Willard. Good coverage by the Calvert secondary caused Isaac Robinson to tuck and run a little earlier than he would have liked to as he didn't really stay in the pocket all that long before tucking and running, trying to see what he could make out of that play. Looks like Calvert was uh, one short defensively, so they have a, another player running out as the play was about to start. So it'll be a shorter punt. We'll take a little bit of a Calvert bounce and then be down at about the 39-yard line. That's where we'll see the Calvert offense get onto the field for the first time here tonight. 8.28 remaining in the first corner. Still scoreless between Willard and Calvert. Lance Morris here with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Week number nine of high school football. And high school football always seems to just fly by. That is exactly the case here today and this season. Here we are just about ready for the final regular season week coming next week, and then we're already going to be in the first week of the postseason. It'll be first and 10 for Calvert from their own 39-yard line. Three receivers right, one to the left. They'll hand it off left side. That'll be Warneman on the give. As he'll get out to, it looks like, about the 41-yard line for a pickup of two that time for the Senecas. Interesting to see how they look to approach things with this Willard offense that at times has been very high scoring. The defense, though, has kind of been the Achilles heel thus far for this Willard team. Second down and seven now for Calvert. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Pistol formation. They hand it off around back. They'll try and cut it in outside. He'll do just that. He'll be shoved out of bounds just past the 50-yard line. That'll be plenty for the Calvert first down by the Homecoming King here for the Tiffin Calvert Senecas as they get into Willard territory. Just under eight minutes now remaining in your first quarter. Still scoreless between Calvert and Willard, but Seneca's starting to get something going as they pick up their first first down of the night. Get into Willard territory as well, out to the 47-yard line. Three receivers right, one to the left, Harry Schultz in the shotgun. He'll drop back, he'll look to throw. Has some time, plenty of time in the pocket. Now he'll throw, that'll be hauled in Carter Wolf. He'll get himself back upfield. He'll get a first down and a little more. He'll get down to about the 36 yard line. That'll be enough for another Calvert. First down. And I'll tell you, I don't know how many people Willard rushed that time, but Schultz had all day long, all night long in the pocket before he eventually was able to find Carter Wolf open right across the middle of the field for the first down. and 10 for Calvert at the Willard 35-yard line, 7.22 remaining in the first quarter. Still scoreless between Calvert and Willard, but Calvert now into Willard territory. See receiver down to each side. Pitch play around back left side. He'll try and cut it back outside and then will be finally brought down, but that'll be enough for another Calvert first down for the give to Jacob Roundback as they'll get into the 
red zone as he was able to get out to about the 19-yard line, picking up about 14 on that little scamper. Calvert already mixing up the run and the pass a little bit with having Ron back get some carries. Warneman had the first carry of the game. They were able to find Carter Wolf across the middle for the pass down the field. Be first and 10 now for Calvert from the Willard 19-yard line. Receiver out to each side. Schultz faking the give. He'll look to throw. He's looking for Schumacher, but he'll just overthrow him in the corner of the end zone as that time will fall incomplete to bring up second out and 10 for the Senecas. Schultz had a good, uh, good angle to try and put that ball in a spot where Schumacher could make a play on it, but just overthrew him a little bit looking for the corner of the end zone over the shoulder grab. Second and 10 now for Calvert from the Willard 19 yard line, 6.38 remaining. First quarter still scoreless between the Senecas and the Crimson Flashes. Two receivers right, Schultz handing it off. As Warnament will get out to, looks like about the 15 yard line, picking up four, make it third and a little more manageable coming up now for Calvert. Twenty-two remaining here in this first quarter of action. Calvert trying to strike first here in this SBC River matchup against Willard. So three receivers out to the right side, the wide side of the field. Klaus, the lone man on the left. Schultz in the shotgun. He'll drop back and look to throw. Looking across the middle. That's going to be dropped as Wolf could not complete the catch that time. Had he been able to bring that in, he would have at least been fighting for a touchdown, but it will fall incomplete, and now Coach Steve Reeser will have a slight decision to make here with it being fourth and six from the 15-yard line. Looks like it won't be too tough of a decision as the offense will look to stay on the field. Calvert has only attempted the one field goal on the season. That was actually back a couple weeks ago in that game against Margareta. That was no good. We'll see two receivers to the right, one of the left. Pistol look for Schultz. He'll look to roll. He'll look to roll to his right. He'll look for the far side of the field. That's going to be incomplete. He was again looking for Carter Wolf on the far side of the field, but it will fall incomplete. Grant Sharita on coverage that time for Willard. So turnover on downs that time for the Senecas, and Wood will take over fairly deep in their own territory at about the 15-yard line. It'll remain scoreless here in Tippett. Another time we saw Schultz have a lot of time in the pocket as he rolled slightly out to his right. Of course, as a lefty, always a little difficult when you roll to the right and then have to throw across your body, but it was uh, incomplete, and now we'll see what the Willard offense will look to do. First and 10 for Willard from their own 15. Robinson going to look to throw far side. That's going to be incomplete. He was looking across the middle of the field, and that one falls incomplete right kind of in the middle of the Calvert secondary that time. 5.52 remaining here in the first corner. Still 0-0 zero to zero between Calvert and Willard. Each team has already had the ball once. Willard was forced to punt their first time with the ball. Calvert turned it over after four downs. Be a quarterback keeper this time for Isaac Robinson by design. He's going to be brought down fairly quickly. Another tackle for the middle linebacker Carter Cook for Calvert. Is That'll bring up a third and still fairly long, looking like a third and about eight or seven coming up for Willard. So looks like it'll be third and eight now for Willard. Under five and a half to go in the first quarter. 
Still zero to zero, and we have five wide set for Willard. Three receivers left, two to the right. Robinson in the gun, he'll send a man in motion now over to the left side. He'll roll to his left as he looks to throw. Going across the middle, that's going to be caught for a big grab for Willard. Nice grab by Cam Robinson across the middle of the field. That'll be plenty for the Willard first down as they get out to the 44-yard line. Good pitch and catch that time. Robinson to Robinson for Willard is, has been the big part of their offense throughout this season as a very pass-heavy team. First and 10 for Willard from the Calvert 44-yard line with 4.45 to go in the first corner. Still scoreless here in Tiffin. Robinson dropping, looking to throw. Has some time in the pocket. Now he'll be forced to throw that one. As that one's going to be caught, but I don't think he was in bounds. No, he was not in bounds. He was, again, looking for Cam Robinson on the near sideline. Only would have been a pickup of about three or four had he been able to complete the catch. But nonetheless, that'll bring up second out and 10 for Willard with 4.36. Left to go here in quarter number one. As things are moving quickly here in Tiffin. It'll be second down and 10 for Willard. Three receivers right on the wide side, one out to the left. Robinson in the gun, running back to his right. He'll drop back and look to throw again. That one's going to be caught by Cam Robinson. He'll turn it back upfield and be brought down at about the 45. That'll be enough for a, another Willard first down as they'll get into Calvert territory for the first time here tonight. Passing game starting to find its footing here for Willard. As they get themselves into Calvert territory here for 21 remaining in the first quarter. Still scoreless between Willard and Calvert. See three receivers to the left side, out the wide side. Two receivers on the right with Robinson by himself in the gun. Now we'll send Ryan Fox over in motion now to the left side as a tight end. Robinson will look to throw, has to try and escape pressure. He lost the football. That's going to be picked up and dropped down as the turf monster brings down Carter Cook after he was able to scoop up the fumble. But nonetheless, that'll allow Calvert to take over fairly deep in Willard territory as he'll get out to about the 35-yard line, and I think uh, I think Carter thought there was a lot of daylight ahead of him, and there was, but just with the angle that he was able to pick up the ball, end up just being uh, tackled by the turf monsters. We'll see this Coward offense get back on the field out to the 36-yard line. See two receivers out to each side. Harry Schultz in the shotgun. Mac offset to his left side and Warneman. He'll hand it to Warneman right side. It looks like he might have briefly lost the football before he gets brought down. Does get out to the 29-yard line. Pick up about seven that time on the first down give. Bring up second down and about three for Calvert. 3.38 remaining first quarter. Still scoreless here between Calvert and Willard. SBC River action here on Classic. It's 96-7 WBBI on line through WBBI. Zakam, three receivers to the left, one out to the right. Harry Schultz in the shotgun. Running back offset to his left and Warneman again. They'll again hand it to Warneman. So he'll get a first down and a little more. He'll get out to, looks like the 24-yard line. Pick up a five that time for another Calvert first down. Calvert knocking on the door of the red zone for already the second time here tonight. Three minutes left to go here in the first quarter as we're still scoreless here at Frost Cowdown Stadium in Tiffin. Week 9 action. 
Three receivers to the left, one out to the right. Harry Schultz in the shotgun. He'll fake to give to Warneman. He'll look to throw. They'll run a screen pass on the near side for Rombach, and it is a sprint into the end zone. Touchdown! Jacob Rombach finds the green area and runs into the end zone for the first score. Calvert will strike first with 2.45 up to go here in the first quarter. See Cameron Lucius get on to attempt the PAT. Snap is there, kick is up, and it is up and good. That'll make it seven to nothing. Calvert with the lead here over Willard. Here in quarter number one, Lance Morris here with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. So we'll go ahead and take a look at some scores from around the area while we have a moment. Liberty Benton leading Arcadia by a score of 7 to nothing. Macomb is up on Richmond Heights, but just by one, they lead 7 to 6. Vandor Gibbo, they lead Riverdale 7 to nothing. No update just yet between Van Buren and Arlington. Still looks like it's 0 to 0. Same thing for the Fostoria Remnant as they're on the road against Maumee. It's 0 to 0 over in Maumee. In the NLL, no updates yet between Finley and Whitmer. Still looks to be 0 to 0. Same thing for Perrysburg against Springfield. In the Northern 10 Athletic Conference, Carey already up 15 to nothing on Upper Sandusky. Colonel Crawford leading Mohawk 6 to nothing. Lakota leading Fremont St. Joe 14 to nothing. Update yet between Hope Loudon and Woodmore. Columbia in a 6 nothing lead on Norwalk. With Margareta, they have a 7 to nothing lead on Gibsonburg. And Sandusky strikes first. They lead Perkins 6 to nothing. Not a Whole lot of times you'll see Perkins trailing. We're ready to go for the Harold Freudian funeral kick. It'll actually get by the receiver and it'll just get into the end zone as Calvert was closing in on that one and just ended up being a touchback, but could have uh, could have turned into an easy score for Calvert had that been able to been, uh, been be picked up uh, in the in the turf area. We almost saw that in that Margareta game as well. So is something this uh, Calvert team uh, has been able to do on their kicks this season. As that one just barely popped into the end zone. Looked like it was about to die at about the two or three before just taking a, another bounce or two into the end zone. So it'll be first and 10 from the 20 for Willard now as they'll try to rebound after allowing the score after the fumble. Robinson will drop back. He'll look to throw. He's looking for a big heave. That's going to be caught. Was he in bounds? No, he was not in bounds. So Cam Robinson made a great, uh, great attempt at that one to try and bring it in, but was uh, unable to get a foot down in bounds. Good close out there as well uh, defensively from John Schumacher. Up second down and 10 for Willard. 235 remaining first quarter. Calvert the 7-0 lead on Willard. Willard now with possession. Second and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Robinson pump faking, looking to throw. That'll be caught on the far side of the field by Cam Robinson. Robinson able to drag his defender across that first down marker and gets out to the 32. So that will be enough for a Willard first down. As it looks like Robinson Robinson is 
their primary connection on the offensive side for Willard. Be a first and 10 coming up from the 32 now for Willard. 2.13 remaining first quarter as we near just two minutes left of action here in this first quarter. Three receivers to the right on the wide side, one out to the left. Robinson in the gun. He'll fake the give, he'll look to throw. That one's going to be caught. Meisner on the grab that time as he'll get out to the 39-yard line for a solid pickup on first down for the Crimson Streaks. Again, we don't see this Willard team go into a traditional huddle. They all stay just a yard or two back from the line of scrimmage as they look to the sidelines for the call. Five wide set this time, three to the left, two to the right. Isaac Robinson back there by himself in the gun. He's in Cam Robinson in motion now to the left side. Could be a quarterback keeper by design. Robinson will go forward. He won't get a first down. He will gain some yards. He'll get to the 41. So that'll bring up a third and one for Willard. So we'll get under a minute left to go here in this first quarter before this next play is snapped. One from the 39 for Willard. Three receivers now to the left, one out to the right. Robinson with the running back offset to his left, and he'll hand it to that running back, and he'll have a nice head of steam that time for Ryan Fox. That'll be plenty for the Willard first down. The play design that time for Willard, a team not typically one that hands the ball off very often. First and 10 now for Willard from the 48. Two receivers out each side. Robinson going to drop back, looking to throw. Looking far side. That's going to be caught by Cam Robinson. So he'll stumble his way near the first down marker. Looks like he won't quite get there. Bring up a second down and one or two now for Willard. See if they can get another playoff before this quarter comes to an end as we're all the way down to 15 now left in this first quarter. They sprint up to the line. Second down and two. Three receivers right, one to the left. Just eight seconds remain in the first quarter. This one will get blown dead. There might have been a false start, and yes, in fact, there was a false start. So that'll cause Willard to, now they will have to run one more play here in this first quarter, as that'll stop the clock here with five seconds. Clock does resume, see if they do get the playoff in time, and does not look like they will, so That'll do it here for the first quarter. 7-0 your score. Calvert, the lead over Willard through one. We'll go ahead and set aside for a quick time. When we come back, start up quarter number two from Frost County. Now standing, we're listening to high school football in Kalaska. It's 96.7 WBVI. Welcome to Big B Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you. And her. And him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person. Dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. 
Summer sale down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172-point inspection and seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. We are about ready to start the second quarter from the Frost Cow, Cow Now Stadium in Tiffin. Lance Morris here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI line. WBVI.com. 7-0 Calvert with the lead over Willard as we start the second quarter. Willard with the football. It'll be second down and about eight now. And that's going to be a good uh, gang tackle by the Calvert Senecas. Schumacher the first on the scene that time is the uh, completion for Willard. Bring up about third and five now for the Crimson Streaks again. 7-0 is your score as we're starting off the second quarter here from Tiffin. Week 9 action here in high school football. Third down and four for Willard. So show blitz this time, and they will bring the blitz, and that will be caught on the near side. Axton Flores able to bring that one in for Willard, had just enough for their first down. He got out to the 41, had to get to the 42. Again, we'll see Willard stay in their typical no huddle offense. Three receivers out to the right, to the wide side. One receiver left. Isaac Robinson in the gun, running back offset to his right. And we'll take the snap and a little option play on the far side. Fox, though, is going to be brought down in a hurry. As that was a nice. Nice pursuit that time by the Calvert defense as Cal Warneman on the stop that time for the Senecas and end up making them lose two yards. Bring up second down and 12 with 10.40 to go in the first half of action. Second down and 12 for Willard. Three receivers to the left side to the wide side this time. Just one receiver to the right. Robinson in the shotgun. We'll drop back and look to throw. Has some time, goes across the middle. That is intercepted. Taken it the other way is going to be Jacob Romback. And it is a foot race to the end zone. Touchdown, Calvert. Jacob Romback taking that one about 55 yards for the pick six. As it looked like they were throwing to Romback from the get-go. As Robinson did have some time back there in the pocket, but... Romback read him all the way, takes it the other way for the pick six with 10-11 left to go here in the first half of action. So we'll see Lucius go back for the PAT. Snap is there, kick is there, it is up, it is good. That'll make it 14 to nothing. Calvert with the lead here over Willard. Keep it here this time on Classic, it's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com as Calvert extends their lead on the pick six for Jacob Romback. So we'll take a look at some scores from around the area and some, uh, some teams have uh, gotten their offenses going here since we took our last look. Liberty Benson adding on to their lead on Arcadia. They lead 21 to nothing. 
Macomb now leading 21 to 6 over Richmond Heights. Similar for Pandora and Gaboa, they lead Riverdale 20 to nothing. Uh, no updates yet between Eden and Elmwood. Still looking like zero zeros over in Bloomdale. Same thing for Faustoria against Maumee. In the NLL, Whitmer strikes first. They lead Finley 7 to nothing. Northern 10 action. Bucyrus and Buckeye Central tied 8 to 8. Gary still a 15 nothing lead on Upper Sandusky. Seneca East Winford still 0 to 0 down in Bucyrus. Colonel Crawford a 13 nothing lead now on Mohawk. In the SBC, uh, Gibsonburg trailing Margareta. Margareta leading that one 7 to nothing. Sandusky still a 6 nothing lead on Perkins over in Sandusky. Columbian leads Norwalk 13 to nothing. And uh, no updates yet between Hopewell, Loudon, and Woodmore. The Harold Florian funeral home kick will be returnable for Willard. So Robinson will get on to about the 19-yard line, it appears. That's where we'll see the Willard offense get back on to the field as we'll have to try and uh, rebound themselves after the 11th interception thrown this season by Isaac Robinson. Offense back onto the field to do first and 10 from the 20 yard line for the Crimson Streaks. Two receivers out each side. Isaac Robinson in the gun, running back offset to his right. He'll drop back, he'll look to throw, looking for quick hitter screen play near side. That'll be hauled in by Flores. Getting himself out to about the 25 yard line. Another tackle for the leading tackler for the Senecas in Carter Cook. Having himself a pretty solid ball game with a handful of tackles and the fumble recovery. Not influenced at all by the fact his father, Don, is right next to me. Not at all. So we'll see three receivers to the right side. One to the left now for Willard. It'll be second down and five from the 25. Robinson. He'll hand it off this time, but not much doing. The Seneca D line will close in in a hurry. We'll pick up a... Looks like two yards that time. And again, Carter Cook was first on the scene as he's making play after play now for the Seneca's defense, making his case already for our Frickers player of the game. And I say that because Romack has already won our Frickers player of the game here in the regular season. Otherwise, he does have both of the touchdowns for Calvert. Third down and two for Willard. They'll look to throw. That's going to be hauled in by Flores. Is able to get himself upfield as he was able to eventually get to brought it down. So we'll see Willard get the first down that time. That'll be first and 10 for Willard from the 27 yard line, 8.40 left to go here. First half of action, 14 nothing lead for Calvert. Robinson, falling back, looking to throw, far side, diving grab I believe. And yes, they will say it will be hauled in by Cam Robinson on the far side of the field. Had to dive to try and get to that one. Brings up a second down at about six now for Willard. Second down and three now for Willard. Three receivers to the left side, one to the right side. They'll hand it off up to the middle. It's time for Kellen Cooper. Cooper looks like he's going to be held to no gain, man. We'll, we'll call it, say, he gained a yard. 
bring up a third and one now for Willard. Under eight minutes left to go here, first half of action, 14-0 lead for Calvert over Willard. SBC River action here on Classic. It's 96-7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Lance Morris here with you at Frost Cow now Stadium. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Isaac Robinson in the gun. Quarterback keeper by design. He's going to be hit almost immediately. He's going to be held to no gain. So that'll bring up a fourth down. Looks like they'll say he gained about a half yard, if that. No, yeah, they will say he gained about a half yard. So we'll see what uh, what Willard elects to do, especially because they typically don't go under center, but they do look like they've kind of packed everything in. And yeah, they will, in fact, call a timeout here. 7.05 remaining, first half, 14-0 lead. For Calvert over Willard, Lance Morris here with you. Classic gets 96.7 WBVI. Timeouts tonight brought to you by Roto Rooter. Give Tim Bunger a call at 419-435-3360. And away go troubles down the drain. And I mean, I would think uh, I would think you want to keep the offense on the field if you're Willard and their head coach Bill Speller. And you're, you're near midfield at the, about the 42-yard line. So obviously not the best and most ideal field position to to go for it, but and especially because you just ran a quarterback uh, quarterback power play on your last time, and he was he was uh, stood up fairly quickly and wasn't able to get the first down. So we'll see what they elect to do. So Calvert defense will break from there at timeout, get ready to go. Fourth down and one. Florida will go with a gun bunch set. Robinson, it'll be a keeper. He's able to get forward. Looks like he got just enough for the first down, and yes, he did. Had to get out to about the 43. He did just that. Got to about the 43 and a half. So I'll bring up a first and 10 for Willard. Under seven minutes now to go in this first half. 14-0 lead for Calvert. Willard trying to get something going after a pick six and a fumble on their last couple drives. So they'll still stay in their no huddle formations. Three receivers now to the left side, one to the right. Isaac Robinson in the gun running back to his left. He'll take the snap, he'll hand it off. And their running back is going to get stood up. Fox able to get a yard or so. He was hit pretty quickly that time. Bring up second down and nine for Willard with 6.15 to go in this first half. 14-0 lead for Calvert over Willard. Calvert trying to stay perfect on the regular season 7-0 because of their canceled game against Fremont St. Joe earlier on this season. So best they can do in the regular season if they can win tonight and win next week against Oakwell would be getting to 9-0. So we'll see a five-wide set for Willard this time on second down and nine. Send him into motion now into the backfield. Robinson will throw to that man that went uh, in motion in Meisner. Meisner did a good job getting himself upfield as he's right around that first down marker. See if he's able to get the favorable spots. He will be marked sharp, so it'll bring up another third and short situation for Willard. Second into Calvert territory once again from the 46 yard line. They'll go five wide set. 
Three to the right, two to the left. Isaac Robinson back there by himself in the gun. He'll take the snap. It'll be a quarterback run by design. As they actually did give him the first down, but we will see a fly coming really as that play started to develop. Haven't seen a whole lot of penalties here so far, but we will see the flag come in right at the start of that play. Will be a holding call against Willard, so it'll drop them back a little bit with 5.05 to go in the second quarter of action. All the way back into their own territory. Back to the 46-yard line. So Willard stay in that five-wide set now as it's first and 20. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. Robinson by himself. Little drop back, has to avoid some pressure. Flings across the middle, incomplete as that was popped up in the air. Billy Klaus almost had an opportunity to try and bring that one in for an interception, but will fall harmlessly for an incomplete pass with now 4.52 remaining in the first half of action. Willard will try and get things going after the holding penalty. Second down and 20. Back at their own 44-yard line. Same five wide set. Three to the left, two to the right. Robinson going to look to throw. Looking for Cam Robinson across the middle. Incomplete. So that will not be able to be brought in, but... Jamison Godfrey looks like he might be uh, cramping up a little bit as he'll run over to the sideline as he was on coverage at time of Robinson. So we'll see Calvert just bringing another lineman to replace him and bring in Connor Moyer now. So it'll be third and 20 for Willard. We'll again see the five wide set, three to the right, two to the left. Back at their own 44 yard line. Robinson looking to throw across the middle once again. It'll be incomplete as he was looking for Paxton Flores across the middle. That time will bring up fourth down, and we will see Willard bring out the punting unit. Throw a player down now for Willard as well. And it is, in fact, Isaac Robinson that is down for Willard. So that is certainly one of the last players Willard would Wants to have down on the field. So just 4.43 remaining here in this first half of action. 14-0 Calvert with the lead. We'll go ahead and step aside for an injury timeout. You're listening to High School Football on Classic 96.7 WBVI. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Faustoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. We are here from Frost Cow now Stadium. Fourth and 20 coming up for Willard, but 
just had something even worse happen than having to punt it away. And Isaac Robinson, their quarterback, had to be helped off the field. He was able to walk, but certainly was uh, not walking at full strength over to the Willard sideline. So we'll see if Ryan Fox will step in as their quarterback is nine for 14 on the season, passing for just under 100 yards. So would certainly change the dynamic of the Willard offense if Isaac Robinson is unable to go. We'll worry about that uh, when Willard is able to get back on the offensive side as they're getting set to punt this one away. As that punt is going to be partially blocked, I believe. Does still take a good bounce for Willard and gets out to the 40-yard line. It could have been a whole lot worse after that partial block. So that will get the Calvert offense back onto the field. 4.38 remaining first half of action. Calvert the 14-0 lead and could uh, put themselves in a very advantageous position. Carter Wolf apparently was the one who got a finger or two on that punt to get that blocked. I believe that's not the first time he's even blocked a punt this year as well. be first and 10 for Calvert. Ball at their own 40-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right. Pistol formation for Schultz. Handing it to Romback. Romback, a big head of steam. He's off to the races once again. Can he be caught? No, he cannot. Touchdown, Jacob Romback. 60-yard score. Jacob Romback, third touchdown of the night. Jacob Romback certainly having a star performance so far for his third score of the game. He scored on offense, he scored on defense. One was rushing, one was passing as a receiver, a pick six. And he's the kickoff man, so he's doing a little bit of everything right now for this Calvert team. Bush is back. Kick is up, but it is good. Nothing lead. Calvert with the lead with 4.28 to go in this first half of action. And worth reminding people, as I often uh, do, Jimmy, uh, Calvert does get the ball to start the second half. So if, uh, especially if Willard is not able to get anything going on offense, could quickly have this game turning into a running clock here in the second half, depending on the outcome after that uh, one-play score for Calvert that time. Take a look at some scores from around the area. You can, of course, find them on both WFOB and WBVI.com. In the SBC, Perkins now taking the lead. They lead Sandusky 7-6. Edison a 14-7 advantage over Vermillion. Columbian leading Norwalk 20-7. Margareta 14-0 lead on Gibsonburg. No updates yet between Hopewell and Woodmore. Still looking like 0-0. Lakota 35-0 over Fremont St. Joe. So Lakota starting trying to get themselves back on the right track. Let's see if there's a Finley update. Yeah, it is tied between Finley and Whitmer, 7-7 in the second quarter. Still no updates yet on Faustoria and Maumee. And Pandora Gaboa now leading Riverdale 27-0 in the second quarter. Here out of Florida, the Phenom Kick will be returnable for Willard, they will just about get to the 20-yard line, so that's where we'll see the Willard offense get back onto the field, and 
Here have been uh, struggling a little bit to get things going, at least uh, in terms of points. They've had some fairly successful drives, but have had a couple stall out, have had a couple punts, have had an interception and a fumble go against them as well. So we'll look to see who the quarterback is. I believe that's Fox back there. Yep, looks like Ryan Fox will in fact take over at quarterback right now for the time being. See if Isaac Robinson is able to get back on the field. He'll be throwing. That's almost intercepted on his first pass. See who that was closest to. Yeah, it looks like uh, Jameson Godfrey was the closest to that one. Almost had an interception. As kind of right between the receiver and the DB that time. Bring up second down and 10 for Willard with 4.18 to go in this first half. 21-0 lead for Calvert. Willard with the football. Three wide set to the right side, one out to the left. Fox in the shotgun running back to his right. He'll drop back and look to throw. That one's going to be caught on the far side. That's going to be a nice grab for Cam Robinson and company for Willard as they get the first down as Fox tried to get this Willard offense going. It was Meisner on the catch that time for Willard. It'll be a first and ten for Willard from the Calvert from their own 31-yard line, rather. So we'll still see Willard stick with the same offensive philosophy with the backup quarterback and Fox. Still no huddle and uh, spreading things out primarily. Five wide set this time for Fox. So it'll be a quarterback draw. He's able to. Get himself getting upfield a little bit. He'll get to the, just about to the 36. Pick up about five that time. Nice little scamper for Fox again. Coming into today, he had played a little bit of quarterback in some of these games. Was nine for 14 passing for just under 100 yards at 98 yards coming into today. Also, handful of carries. Ten carries for 21 yards is typically one of the running backs. Also can go out to wide receiver at times for this Willard team. See two receivers out to each side. Second down and five from the 36 for Willard with 3.05 left to go in the first half. Fox in the gun, running back to his left. He'll look to throw. He's looking far side. That's going to be caught. Cam Robinson on the grab that time for Willard. That'll be enough for another Willard first down. So trying to get some offense going as they trail Calvert 21 to nothing. Offense for the most part has been able to get Get some decent yardage, but have not been able to get into the red zone and convert any of those into some scores. First and 10 for Willard from their own 42. It's going to motion into the backfield. Fox, be a quarterback keeper. It'll be stopped fairly quickly after picking up about two. Keeper from Fox. Agent and Cook on the stop that time for Calver. Taylor four winds that two out to each side for Willard. Second down and eight. Fox has to escape the pocket. Try and escape. He will not escape as Carter Wolf will bring him down. Might have been able to pick up a yard or so, but not much doing that time. A third and nine for Willard as we'll get down to 205 remaining here in this first quarter of first half of action. See 
Four wide set again, two out to each side this time for Willard. Fox in the gun, running back to his left. He'll drop back, look to throw. He'll end up uh, trying to dump that one off. It'll fall incomplete, was looking for Kellen Cooper out of the backfield. So that'll bring up fourth down. So Willard will punt it away with 148 remaining in this first half. We'll see if Calvert will try and strike quickly as they did on their last drive and try and get some more points on the board before we get to halftime. Fox will punt it away. Good punt that time. Godfrey will call for the fair catch at the 21-22 yard line area. So Calvert will have 142 to work with. Try and add on to their lead before the half again. Calvert does get the ball to start to the second half. So a score here and then possessing it first to start in the second half could be key to Calvert uh, getting this one into a running clock early in the second half of action. See what Calvert elects to do is they've done a little through the air, done a little through the ground so far today. Been fairly well balanced. First and 10 for Calvert. Ball on their own 22-yard line. Two receivers out to each side. Schultz in the gun. He'll drop back. He'll look to throw. He'll pump fake. He's looking for Schumacher deep, and that's going to be incomplete. And will we have a flag? Yes, we will have a flag. So we'll see who they call that one on as... Saying they might call it on Schumacher. And Calvert has uh, marched themselves back, so I think they're going to do just that. And Schumacher and uh, Flores got kind of tangled up trying to both go for the ball. They are, are in fact, going to call it uh, against Calvert. Drop them back. Almost huddling in their end zone now after that. So they're back to the 11-yard line after that. First and 21 now for Calvert after the penalty. Three receivers to the right side to the wide side, one receiver to the left. Schultz will fake the give. He'll fake the bubble screen and look to throw. Now as he rolls to his left, he'll tuck and run and then run out of bounds. He's able to pick up a couple yards. Only two or three that time on the scamper for Schultz as he had to escape the pocket. So we'll have 130 remaining here in the first half. 21 nothing. your score. Calvert with the lead over Willard. So they're looking to try and get some points on the board before we come to a half, but fairly deep in their own territory after the pass interference penalty back at their own 13-yard line. Second and 19 now for Calvert. Two receivers out to the right side, one to the left. Just a look. So this one's going to be blown dead. Looks like Coach Reeser was able to get a timeout right before that play was going to be snapped. And yes, in fact, he did. So each team has still two timeouts remaining in this half with 129 remaining in the first half, a 21-0 lead for Calvert over Willard. Lance Morris here with you, Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. See if we got any scoring updates from around the area. Margareta, a 14-0 lead on Gibsonburg. 
Sandusky leading Perkins 20 to seven. That would certainly be a surprise if that score holds up. Lakota leading Fremont St. Joe 41 to nothing. Columbian adds on to their lead over Norwalk 26 to seven. Still no updates yet between Hopewell and Woodmore. I wonder if there's just, hasn't been in the updates on a score stream. See if we can maybe uh, go to the Twitters to see if uh, we can get an update on that Hopewell score. I would imagine Hopewell's winning, but that's why you double check. But we're ready to go following the timeout. Second and 19 for Calvert. Schultz will hand this one off. Fake the give rather to Warneman is that'll be looks like caught on the far side. As Carter Wolf will bring that one down just. Uh, Right, right past the first down marker. So allow Calvert to keep the offense going as they get the first down with 124 remaining in the first half. They lead 21 to nothing on Willard. First and 10 for Calvert from their own 34. Two receivers right, one to the left. Schultz in the shotgun, running back to his right. Drop back and look to throw. He'll pump fake. He'll slightly roll to his left. He'll fling it. That's going to be intercepted. Taking it the other way will be Fox for Willard. Fox will get it out to about the 20-yard line, maybe just past the 20 to the 19. So a costly interception for now the fifth time of the season for Harry Schultz as Willard will take over here in the red zone with 113 to go. See the Wood offense get back onto the field, see if they can get something on the board here before the half comes to an end. Still Ryan Fox in there at quarterback after he had the interception as well. He's going to be heaving for the end zone. And he, they will say no, he was not in and not able to complete the action of the catch even though he did bring that one down as the, uh, the uh, cheerleaders for Willard uh, might have been misinformed. Take a look at the replay and try and surmise and was in fact looked to be correctly called. Be second down and 10 for Willard. Fox will go back and look to throw, looking across the middle again for Robinson and comes up incomplete. So. Couple shots of the end zone here for Willard is in their first planes of this drive. Now third and 10 comes up for Willard down to 102 remaining in the half. A 21-0 lead for Willard for Calvert over Willard. And somebody accidentally uh, touched the lights here in the press box. So we'll go a little Amish here for this one. Third and 10 now for Willard as they will bring him down for a sack. Three guys on the backfield for Calvert. Looks like Wanneman, Wolf, along with Cook all in the backfield for Calvert. So that'll bring up fourth down. It looks like somebody called a timeout after the reactions by uh, some of the coaches. 
Calverton, in fact, call the timeout. 44 seconds remain in this first half. 21-0 lead for Calvert over Willard. So Calvert, uh, Calvert sure wanted to try and take another shot or two and add some points on after the interception. So we'll see what uh, Willard elects to do here with fourth and fourth and long. Right in today's first half, brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff and hiring now. Go to morganadvancedmaterials.com to learn more and apply. So we'll probably see Willard try and uh, heave something up to try and get a first down or a touchdown with 52 seconds to go. I think they added maybe a few more seconds onto the clock. Five wide set for Willard. Fox will drop back. He'll look for the heave. And that is going to be incomplete just barely over through his receiver. He's looking for Cam Robinson on the far side of the field. So that'll be another turnover on downs. Calvert will get their offense back on the field. 47 seconds remain here in the first half. Calvert the 21-0 lead on Willard. Looking to add on to their score before we hit the halfway point here. As we finally have an update on the Hopewell Loudon game, they lead 28 to nothing on Woodmore. They are in the second quarter over at Woodmore. As we'll have a second other timeout taken. As you know, it looks like Willard will call one of the timeouts here with 47 seconds left to go here in this first half of action. Again, 21 nothing lead for Calvert over Willard. Lance Morris here with you on Classic. It's 96-7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Another Look at some scores from around the area. Columbian leading Norwalk by a score of 34 to seven. Lakota big on Fremont St. Joe, 42 to nothing. Perkins and Sandusky now tied at 14 apiece. So that score seems to be uh, fluctuating. I believe at one point they had Sandusky winning 20, 20 to seven or 20 to six. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that score to see what is fact and what is fiction. Colonel Crawford, a 34-0 lead on Mohawk, and Winford up big on Seneca East, 27-6 in the second quarter. Ready to go following the timeout. First and 10 for Calvert from their own 29. Schultz will drop back. He'll look to throw. He's looking for the heave for Rumbach, and Rumbach will be unable that time to bring it in. I think that might have been just a touch underthrown. Rumbach was trying to range towards the ball, had to kind of make a motion back to try and bring it in. Coach Reister certainly wants to, I think, uh, get this game done and over with and try and get as many points as he can on the board. Try and get everything situated for their big matchup against Hopewell Loudon next week. So it'll be second down and 10 now for Calvert. Two receivers out to each side and they'll Pitch it on the near side for Warneman. Warneman's going to get a big head team. He's going to get a first down and some more. So get away from one defender still on his feet. Now finally brought down right near the sideline. He got all the way, looks like, to about the 28-yard line. That is quite the run from Callum Warneman as he gets them near the red zone. Down, down, now down to 33 seconds to go in the half as they'll get into Willard territory. 
Calvert's been uh, kind of looking to go through the air. The last handful of plays, so Coach Reeser elects to run the ball with the ornament, and we'll find a bunch of daylight get into Willard territory. First and 10 for Warnament, for, Cal for, for Calvert from the big run from Warnament. Three receivers left, one to the right. Schultz in the gun. He'll drop back and look to throw. It'll be a keeper by design. He's got a bunch of room to work with. He'll run out of bounds at about the 16-yard line, it appears. Nice run from Schultz, and good job to uh, get out of bounds and preserve their timeouts. They, each team down now down to one timeout. Just 27 seconds remaining in the half. Calvert now out to the 16-yard line. First and 10 for the Senecas. Calvert trying to add on to their lead and seeing Willard have to try and adjust their defense as they'll hand it off. Right side run Warnament and he will get into the end zone for the Calvert touchdown. Cal Warnament adding on to the score. It's 21 seconds remaining and 21 gets into the end zone. Another big run for the Calvert uh, Calvert running game. Swarman gets his first touchdown of the game. She's back for another PAT. And that one's going to be blocked. So that'll remain 27 to nothing here. Calvert with the lead over Willard. 21 seconds remain in this first half. We'll keep it here. Classic at 96.7 WBBI in line through WBBI.com. And just think if they if Calvert had not thrown an interception on that uh, drive before that, could already be in the possible running clock situation. But the defense was able to make some big stops. Uh, pass uh, the, the holding penalty didn't exactly help Willard either on their last drive as that brought him back a little bit. Combine that with a sack or two. Ready for another Harold Florian and Funeral Kick. Fostoria's oldest establishment home serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Tiffin Street in Fostoria. Just 21 seconds remain in this first half. Calvert, the 27 0 lead on Willard. Strong that will get sent to very actually Lucius this time will do the do the kickoff honors. Typically it's been Romback that's done that. We'll kick that one away. Will be returnable for Willard back about their own 13-yard line. Cam Robinson going to be open field tackled that time. Big stop from Jamison Godfrey and company for Calvert. Let's see Willard get back on the field with 15 seconds left to go here in this half. We'll see if Willard elects to try and do anything or if they just kneel down and go into the half as they are already playing with their backup quarterback with Ryan Fox in there for the injured Isaac Robinson. Does look like they're going to try and do something here. It'll be three receivers to the right, two to the left. Foxall by himself in the shotgun. Foxall draw back, look to throw. Quick hitter far side for Cam Robinson. He'll cut it back to the near side as he'll try and stay on his feet and does as he spins back into the field of play. And he'll be getting out to the 39. Just four seconds remain in this first half as 
Took a lot of time off the clock there, but it was a good run by Robinson after the catch to get to the first down and a little more. And they will just let it now run. Or no, they will, they will call their final timeline, it appears, as a couple seconds did take off as they were down to four, and now we're down to two. So I guess we'll see Willard try uh, one more play before we go into the half. They trail Calvert 27 to nothing. It's Morris here with you, Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. And Willard trying to get something going again, playing with their backup quarterback in Ryan Fox as Isaac Robinson went down a few series ago with an injury. This has been Fox's offense now for the last few series. See Calvert spread things out, try and prevent Willard from getting anything over the top as they do have four guys, or five guys rather, kind of back in the secondary. Nobody up near the receivers, near the line of scrimmage. Fox will drop back, quick hitter near side and will be caught by Flores, but had to hit the ground to try and bring that in. So that'll do it for the first half of action here from Tiffin, 27-0 is your score Calvert with the lead here through one half of football over Willard it was quite the first half for Calvert thanks in part to Jacob Rombach who had a receiving touchdown a pick six along with a rushing touchdown to go with a ornament touchdown and also had some nice plays from Carter Wolf who blocked one of the punts and Carter Cook who recovered one of those fumbles for this Calvert team thus far with that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have our Owen and Halftime Report. Shortly after that, back to start the second half of play here from Calvert. Again, your score 27 to nothing. Calvert with the lead over Willard. You're listening to High School Football in Kalaskitz 96.7 WBBI. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go, NWO. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Name 
best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in high school football is presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight in high school football's halftime reports. As we look ahead to next week's season finales, there are some great Week 10 rivalry games all across Ohio. This evening, we'll highlight a special one that occurs each year in Knox County with the annual Devil Dog Game. Tyler Mathias from our Mount Vernon affiliate will join us to talk a little bit about it next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million 150 million people To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Beck's Hybrids. At Beck's, they are and will remain farmers at heart. Said. Welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your Week 9 game. And as we prepare for next week's regular season finales, there are some great and long-standing rivalry and trophy games all around Ohio. And while they're all special, we wanted to highlight one of them that occurs each year in Knox County. It's the annual Devil Dog game between Danville and East Knox. We're joined for a few minutes by Tyler Mathias from our affiliate in Mount Vernon to talk a little bit about it. And Tyler, what's next week like leading up to this football game? I'll tell you what, they have a bonfire, and I guess they're going to have like a cookout out at the park and things like that. So there's a lot going on. I know we're going to have the teams down on Monday uh, for our Monday night sports talk show. We're going to have some fun with them and talk about the rivalry. But what people don't understand is Danville and East Knox are only seven miles apart. They're so close to each other. And sometimes you're playing against your own family members, depending on, you know, where they're living in the district. So it is an exciting time leading up to it. And uh, obviously there's a lot going to be on the line uh, next week as well. And while Danville holds a big edge in this series, they say throw the records out in games like this. How often does the underdog either win or at the very least play their best game of the season in this matchup? Uh, I'll tell you what, it was interesting a couple of years ago, they played to a seven to six game. And I mean, they've been playing this since 1960. It's been played for a long time, but uh, Danville has had the, the edge for a while. I mean, they went, they at one point won 18 of 19 of these games. And so, for the most part, when you go into it, the team that's favored is the team that wins, but it ends up being a lot closer than you expect sometimes, and really it depends on the conditions too because the weather can play a factor in different things, but a lot of times that team that goes into it uh, with a better record, they come out with a victory. Danville is unbeaten going into tonight's game, a solid number two in Division Seven, Region 25. How good are they? I'll tell you what, in the, in the um, spring, I guess it was, I actually had – the running back at Danville out at my house to landscape uh, my home. <laughs> at the time, his family was moving, and he had gone to East Knox, and then he ended up, Cole DeLotter ended up at Danville, and he's had an excellent season. The Danville Blue Devils, you know, you know, more than likely going to be undefeated going into the ballgame. And the East Knox Bulldogs, people don't understand, they have had a brutal schedule at the beginning of the year and played some really good teams, but they are um, at a situation where they only have the one loss in conference to Northmore, and so it could be, become a huge matchup next week. You know, East Knox ends up knocking off Loudonville, then it ends up setting up a, a situation where East Knox could actually gain a tie in the conference. So it's going to be a big matchup uh, next week. And besides that, Tyler, speaking of East Knox, they control their own destiny as far as the postseason. And more than anything, just a nice rebound from a season ago, no? Yeah, they have a, a – Blake Elliott has been really good at running back for them, a team that's uh, – you know, look, they had to adjust a little bit because they had such a great senior class. Cody Reese was there. I know you've interviewed Cody a number of times. And he was there, and they had a, a great senior class. And then it's almost like, okay, somebody else has to step up, almost like a deer in a headlight type thing last year. And it seems like they put it all together with Andy Beatty this year. Blake Elliott's been great, has nearly 1,000 yards rushing for them. And uh, you talk about the ground game, you got two guys that are going to have over 1,000 yards rushing uh, going into that ball game. It's, it's going to be impressive for them. So, uh, you know, that turnaround for East Knox, 
it's a situation where they, they had to understand a little bit more about Friday Night Lights, and uh, they're doing that and uh, could make up uh, for a great matchup next week. Well, Tyler, really quickly about a couple of your other area teams. Mount Vernon's 2-6. and six. They're going to need to win, obviously, and get some help. Uh, Centerburg, those 4-4, four and four, as is Highland. Fredericktown, same region there, 3-5. and five. They need to win. But my question is, how much do schools like that embrace the expanded playoffs with the opportunity now to make it to Week 11? I've asked a lot of questions about the expanded playoffs. And people got to know my thoughts on it, Skip, uh, with, with, with everything. But I'll tell you what, when you know that you are still in it at this part of the year, because a lot of the times, like Centerburg, they wouldn't really be in it if it was a, a regular year. And now they've got something to play for. And so, and then the Highland Scots, Highland, uh, they've got Dane Nauman. I'm sure you've heard about Dane Nauman. Mm-hmm. He broke the rushing record for Highland in his junior year. They've had a really tough schedule. But, again, opportunities to better your seating opportunities and uh, certainly uh, great ball games ahead, too. Tyler Mathias from our Mount Vernon affiliate. Tyler, we always love talking high school football with you. Enjoy the Devil Dog game next week, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks, Skip. And we'll be back on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Ava Angel from Galea Academy High School, for her commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I just love softball because, like, I just get to spend time with all of my friends and make new friends with my travel team and everything and just building new bonds with each other and building a friendship. Ava likes trying new things, like she'll do in a couple of years when she plays softball in college. She also likes expanding her horizons in Future Farmers of America. They got me into soil judging, so that's just really different for me from like where I'm from, the livestock and equine world. Just soil is just very different. These new skills broaden her ability on the family farm. Honestly, I just love agriculture, and, like, I've always grew up on a farm. The love that the people in this industry have for, like, their animals, they all just have, like, a really strong passion for it. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. The annual turtle race has been canceled. Oh, you're kidding. Sadly, the beloved mime convention will not be held this year. (laughs) Oh, come on! (laughs) Is your favorite event canceled? I'm just getting word that ballerina bunnies on ice is a no-go. No! We're not. Radio. It's on. For more information about what radio can do for you, call 419-435-1430. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. 
With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. O-N-N. All right, thanks once again to Tyler Mathias for coming on to tell us about next week's annual Devil Dog Game in Knox County. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling from the Ohio News Network. Saturday morning, the doorbell rings, and like many Americans, I answer it. I open the door, and there's this guy dressed in a banana suit holding a flute. Why me? I say to myself, why do these people always pick me? Then the guy hands me his card, A1 Banana Control. He says, you've got a banana problem, and I'm the answer. And I'm thinking, hey, pal, I'm the answer. You're the problem when a real live banana drops out of the light fixture and lands on its feet. Four little feet and hightails it right out the door. They sense my presence, this guy says to me. Then he goes piping around the living room, scaring bananas literally out of every corner, opens up the piano, tra-la-la's it right up the stairs. The next thing I know, the banana man is being escorted down the stairs on the backs of hundreds of bananas. As they stampede by, he flips me the bill and yells back, remember, A1, we are bananas. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Taking a quick look at sports, baseball is rocked by scandal as three All-Stars have tested positive for a new designer steroid that was previously undetectable. Rather than face suspension, all three plan to announce their retirements. No names have been officially released, but sources say they are outfielder Jeff. Please deposit 25 cents for the next three minutes. Radio, you shouldn't have to pay for it. This message brought to you by America's 13,000 local radio stations who believe some things were just meant to be free. 
Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 cents an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria. Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. 
At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new-to-you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Big B Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Big B Coffee locations in Findlay, one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. Summer sell down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Finley. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We are from Frost County now Stadium to start the second half of action between Calvert and Willard. Lance Morris here with you, Pulaski. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. They hand the ball off on first and ten to Cal Warnament. He's limited to just one yard on that first and ten handoff as get things started here in the second half. Calvert, the lead on Willard, starting with the football here. Start the second half. Willard won the toss, actually. Uh, Back, uh, back when we had the coin toss before the game, they elected to receive, but weren't able to make the most of that. So Calvert starts with the ball here in half number two. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Schultz going to throw. He'll find Ron back on the near side. He'll try and get himself down to the sideline. He'll do just that. He'll be stuffed out of bounds just as he passes midfield. So that'll be enough for a Calvert first down. And Wells but Jacob Ron back with how this Calvert offense has been moving up and down the field today. And that'll be... 
First and 10 now coming up for Calvert as they'll get into Willard territory out to the 46-yard line. Receivers out to each side, first and 10 for Calvert from the Willard 46-yard line. Just about a minute into this second half of action. Schultz will drop back, he'll look to throw, he's looking across the middle for Rob back, it'll hit right off of his hands and fall incomplete. Seen a few drops by the Calvert receiving core so far, but not a whole lot of them so far, of course, as they would have been make the most of most of their passing opportunities. Second out and 10 for Calvert. Ball at the Willard 46-yard line. Two receivers right, one to the left. Pistol look with Schultz in the shotgun. He'll hand it to Warnament. Left side, he's able to run past his blockers. He'll cut it back to the right side as he'll cut to the far side as he has just one man to beat and he will do just that. Callum Warnament into the end zone for the Calvert touchdown with 10.34 to go in this third quarter. Ornament a 46-yard scamper for the touchdown as Calvert now looks to put this into a running clock scenario. See Lucius back for the PAT. Kick is up, it is good, 34 to nothing. Your score, as Calvert extends their lead here. Early goings of the second half of action. This Morris here with you on Classic Kids 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com as we're now looking to get into the running clock scenario of today's game with Calvert leading 34 to nothing over Willard. And of course, there's only a handful of times that the clock will stop. And actually, you can use it in the first half, technically, if it is agreed upon by both, both coaches, but I have not seen that be the case here so far. The ways the clock will stop is an official's timeout or injury timeout, a charge timeout by either team, of course, a change of possession when the third quarter comes to an end. And after the point after try, along with an extended delay, where the refs can stop the clock. They do not necessarily have to, but those are the different ways that a clock will stop here now as we get into the running clock situation here with, again, Calvert, the 34-0 lead on Willard. As Rombach will this time boot it away, as I think that might have hit off of a Willard player, but goes all the way into the end zone anyhow for the touchback, so... And we'll get the Willard offense back on to the field with 9.58 to go in this third quarter. Calvert took about two minutes off of the clock before they were able to find the end zone once again. Rombach and Warneman have all of the touchdowns so far for the Senecas. Rombach also got one via a pick six on defense. Willard offense out of the field, first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Fox still in the game at quarterback, it'll be an option play, he'll pitch it right side, nothing doing as John Schumacher first on the scene that time for the stop for Calvert. Bring him down at the 16-yard line, making him lose about four. 
Calvert defense has certainly been flying to the football here tonight. Because Willard only gotten to the, end, the red zone the one time, and that was after the interception that they returned back to that portion of the field. Their offense has not gotten onto that part of the field on their own, so to speak. Second down and four for Willard. Five wide set, three to the left side, two to the right. Fox in the gun. He'll drop back and look to throw. Has some time, throws it far side. That's going to be incomplete. He was looking for Paxton Flores, the six-foot sophomore on the far side of the field. It will fall incomplete, but again, the clock will continue to roll as we are into the running clock situation with your score being 34 to nothing. As Calvert wants every one of those seconds to tick off as quick as they can so they can get ready for their tall task next week of trying to take down Hopewell Loudon, a team that themselves will likely be undefeated heading into that matchup with the currently a lead on Woodmore. Third and 14 for Willard, three receivers left, two to the right. Fox gonna try and step him in the pocket, has to avoid some pressure, he'll fling it down the field as that is intercepted. Billy Klaus will take it the other way. He'll be brought down at the 25, but that'll get Calvert's offense back on the field once again with 8.09. We'll have to go here in the third quarter as the clock will stop for the change of possession. So we'll see the Calvert offense get back onto the field. So we'll have Warnerman to get off of the field as he Gets a little bit of a breather. So actually, now they, they're going to call a roughing the passer and take off the take off the interception. So never mind about Calvert's offense getting back on the field. Also makes uh, makes it first and ten after that penalty. It was third down, so it would have been would have been getting ready to punt anyhow. So now first and 10 for Willard from their own 31 yard line after the penalty. The looks throw far side will be caught. Not too much doing. So they'll be stopped at the 35, picking up about four. Nolan Lee on the, on the stop. The freshman getting in on that tackle that time for Calvert. Down to under seven minutes to go, third quarter, 34 nothing Calvert, the lead on Willard. Willard, though, with the football, second and six from their own 35. Three receivers right and one to the left. Fox going to throw. He's going to go near side for Cam Robinson. Gets away from one defender, not from the next. The tackle he shoved off, shook off was uh, was Romback that time. Going to make it third and a little more manageable now for Willard. Third and three coming up with under now six and a half minutes to go in this third quarter. Receivers to the left side of the wide side. There's one receiver right. Fox in the gun, running back offset to his left side. He'll take the snap. He'll throw quickly far side. That's going to be caught by Meisner. Meisner gets a first down and a little more. He'll get out to the 44-yard line. That'll be enough for a Willard first down as they are getting themselves closer to half to midfield. Second half brought to you by Snyder's Flooring Outlet. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. First and 10 for Willard from their own 44. 540 left here in third quarter. Calvert, the 34-0 lead. Willard, though, with the ball. 
Yeah, keeper by design for the quarterback, Fox. He's going to briefly get to the second level before he gets br brought down. It's into Calvert territory on about to the 47-yard line. You see the Blue offense get into Calvert territory. Call at the 48-yard line. Three receivers right, one to the left. Fox in the shotgun, running back to his right. They'll look to throw. They'll look near side. That's going to be incomplete. He's trying to pick that one off was Xavier Komet. Trying to get his third interception of the year, but was just a little bit out of reach. Clock will continue to roll here. We're down to 4.50 to go in this third quarter. 34-0 lead for Calvert over Willard. Running clock situation here in Tiffin. Fox going to look to throw near side. That's going to fall incomplete. Looks like a miscommunication between him and his receiver in the Jackson Beamers. That was about five yards under thrown as Beamer was looking uh, looking down the field for a streak pattern. So now it's fourth and two. Florida will keep the offense on the field as they are across midfield at the 48-yard line of Calvert. Fox will tuck it. I don't know if he got two yards. He got one yard. I don't know if he got two. I think we might have a, might have a measurement here. So one of the times we will see the clock stopped. See the officials called for it, but no, they weren't. Are going to give him the first down, actually, after that. Didn't even come out and measure so that'll be first and 10 for Willard, a little deeper into Calvert territory, getting exactly two yards that time. Down to the 46-yard line. Three receiver to the right, one to the left. Fox going to drop back, look to throw. Throws near side. Cam Robinson is able to get away from one defender, not from the next. Another time they've been able to shake off a tackle from Rob back and get a little deeper into Calvert territory, out to about the 43. Seven coming up here for Willard. 3.23 remaining third quarter. Calvert 34-0 lead on Willard. Willard a team that goes no huddle. Does not actually go into a huddle and runs things essentially in a pseudo hurry up the entire game. Three receivers left, one out to the right. Fox in the gun. They'll slightly roll to his left, has some time to throw. As now he's going to end up doing a little shovel pass to just try and get away from it and does get that to Kellen Cooper, the running back. He's able to pick up a few yards. Lucas Recker was quickly closing in and had he taken a little bit of anger, little angle, might have been able to get a sack that time on the back of quarterback Ryan Fox taking over for the injured Isaac Robinson. That'll be third and seven coming up for Willard. Down to two and a half minutes to go in this third quarter. Calvert with the 34-0 lead on Willard. Running clock scenario here in Calvert, at Calvert. Three receivers left, one to the right. Fox gonna look to throw. That's going to be caught again. Far side by Meisner, the 5'10 sophomore. He's able to stumble his way forward, pick up a few extra yards. Gonna bring up a fourth down. and about six, so it'll be a tough one for this Willard offense to pick up, but they have already picked up one first down on fourth down thus far in this drive. Fourth and five for Willard, 150 left to go in the third quarter. 
Looks like we're going to have a Willard timeout, it appears. And yes, we will with 144 to go in this third quarter. Calvary, the 34-0 lead on Willard. Willard looking at a tough decision to see if they want to go for this fourth and five or if they want to punt it away. Lance Morris here with you, Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. We'll take a quick look at some scores from around the area. At the half, Finley, the lead over Whitmer. They lead 19-14 to 14 up in Toledo. Perrysburg up big on Springfield, 40 to nothing. In the Northern 10, Colonel Crawford leads Mohawk, 34 nothing. Sending East trailing Winford, 47 to 20 at the half. Winford's offense exploding down in Bucyrus. Perkins and Sandusky matching up. Perkins a 21 to 14 lead on Sandusky. As Perkins trying to keep themselves uh, in the right direction heading into their matchup with Columbia next week to try and earn themselves their second straight SBC Lake title. Also in the Sandusky Bay Conference, Margareta leads Gibsonburg 21 to nothing. Columbian up 44 to seven on the half over Norwalk and Hopewell the 35 nothing lead on Woodmore also at the half over in Elmore. Fourth and five, Willard will keep their offense on the field with 139 to go in the third quarter. Fox gonna drop back, looking to throw, looking across the middle. That is going to be hauled in. Nice grab that time by Cam Robinson. It's been the go-to receiver for this Willard offense between both Isaac Robinson and Ryan Fox at quarterback. So another fourth down pickup for this Willard offense. Down to 115 though to go in this third quarter. Willard has had the ball for now about seven minutes so far here in this half. And I'm sure as much as Calvert uh, wants to get the ball back, I'm sure they're not hating the fact that the time is ticking off the way it is. So we're now down to under a minute to go in the third quarter. First and 10 for Willard from the 33-yard line of Calvert. Two receivers out east side. Fox up to try and escape the pocket. So a run away from Lucas Recker, not from the next line of defense for Calvert. He's able to pick up about three. Second down and about seven coming up here for Willard. It's now down to 30 seconds to go in the half, so Willard probably only one more play where they will run before this third quarter comes to an end. So second and seven now for Willard as they're awaiting the call from the sideline. They're down to just six on the play clock. They'll have to kind of go a little hurry up. Fox will take the snap, he'll look to throw. Has to try and escape some pressure, won't be able to do so. He'll be brought down for the sack. Carter Wolf first on the scene that time for Calvert. That'll do it here for this third quarter. 34-0 your score, Calvert the lead over Willard. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick time, and we'll come back for the start of the fourth quarter. Again, Calvert the 34-0 lead on Willard. You're listening to High School Football Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI. My mom always said, if there's dust, then make the most of it. Learn the alphabet. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show. Don't mind the dust at Morgan Advanced Materials because they're making some pretty cool stuff for some really cool markets. Morgan Advanced Materials makes products that go into space, into the semiconductor industry, and in wind turbines. Now that's pretty cool. Join their team. Apply at MorganAdvancedMaterials.com, where they're making this world a pretty cool place. 
NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go, NWO. We are here to get the fourth quarter started here between Calvert and Willard. 34-0. Here's score Calvert with the lead over Willard. Willard, though, with the football. Lance Morris with you on Classic. It's 96-7. So that'll be intercepted as John Schumacher will get the pick. It looks like this time for Calvert. And taking it the other direction, he'll get into pretty deep into Willard territory out to about the 35-yard line. Actually, no, Rombach, it looks like, will uh, get the pick and continues to do it all here for the Senecas. So we'll get the Calvert offense back on the field. They lead 34-0 with now 11-20 left to go here in Tiffin. Now we're looking to... Put the finishing touches on this one. Get ready for their big week 10 matchup against Topo Loudon over in Bascom. Two receivers out to each side. A bit of a low snap to Schultz this time. He's able to still fling it on the far side. Klaus will bring it down as he's still up and moving. Finally going to be brought down. Getting all the way out to looks like about the 23-24 yard line. As Klaus brought uh, dragged two defenders with him for about three or four yards that time. First and 10 for Calvert. All the way out to the Willard 37-yard line now, down to 10.35 to go in this one. Calvert leading Willard 34-0, a running clock situation here in Tiffin. Also, we're going to have a face mask against Willard, so that'll put Calvert even closer to the end zone. That'll put Calvert now into the red zone. Because of that penalty, all the way to looks like about the 11-yard line. So another costly penalty on Willard. First and ten for the Senecas in Willard territory at the 11. Two receivers to each side. Schultz in the gun. He'll drop back, look and throw, looking across the middle. Has plenty of time to work with. Now he'll roll to his right. Now he'll look for the end zone. That's going to be caught for a touchdown. Bringing that one in for Calvert. Von Schumacher on the grab, extending this Calvert lead. Now with 9.45 left to go. Forty to nothing now your score here for Calvert is Schultz had so much time in the pocket before rolling to his right and then going cross body for the lefty to get that one into the end zone for the score. Lucius will put that one up for the PAT. That'll be up and good once again. Calvert a 41 to nothing lead over Willard. 9.13 left to go. We'll go heads up side for a quick timeout. You're listening to High School Football on Kolaskitz 96.7 WBVI. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. 
Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. We are here from Frost County Stadium here in Tiffin. 41 to nothing. Your score, Calvert, the lead over Willard as we get the running clock resumed here in this fourth quarter of action. Lance Morris here with the Classic. It's 96-7 WBVI. Returnable for Willard on the Harold Forey and a funeral kick. Nice hit will put him back. Is able to somehow stay on his feet, though. Now will be brought down at the 25-yard line on the run back that time from Harry Meisner, the sophomore receiver for Willard. They'll get their offense back onto the field. And, they're, uh, of course, a little banged up as their starter, starting quarterback, Isaac Robinson, went down. About four minutes left in the first half and has been unable to return to the field. And the stepping in has been Ryan Fox at quarterback and tried to do everything he can, but just has uh, not been the night that uh, Willard was hoping for, trying to trying to pull a little upset special here over Calvert, but it has just not been meant to be for the Crimson Streaks. So that'll be first and 10 for Willard. Back at their own 25-yard line. Two receivers out to each side. Fox still in there at quarterback for Willard. They'll drop back. He'll look to throw. Looking near side. That's going to be incomplete as he was looking for Grant Sharita. So will fall incomplete. Second and 10 now for Willard. Again, the clock will continue to run. 8.15 left to go in this one. 41-0 lead for Calvert over Willard. You can find action here of high school football. Two receivers out to each side once again for Willard. Quarterback keeper by design for Fox. Gets a little chunk of yardage before he's brought down as he'll get to, looks like the 29, pick up about four. Cal Warneman first on the scene nine time for Calvert. Second half brought to you by Snyder's Flooring Outlet. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Third and six for Willard. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Fox in the gun. They'll drop back, look to throw. Looking far side. That's going to be caught on a little quick hitter. Just enough for the first down for Willard. So that time it was Xavier Kirk on the reception for the Crimson Streaks. And coming up here for Willard from the 35-yard line. Two receivers, two to the left. Now three to the left is all. Send a man over to the left side for Willard. One receiver to the right side. Fox in the gun, running back to his left. He'll look to throw. He'll throw near side, looking for Cam Robinson. And Robinson will get away from one defender and finally will be thrown down. And Rombach just has had a tough time tackling Cam Robinson. He's been able to do everything else well tonight. That's just the one thing you can kind of nitpick and say that Jake Roundback has struggled just a little bit, but he's done a lot of good things for Calvert as he's got a handful of touchdowns and some interceptions. So he's certainly done his part tonight for Calvert. Under six and a half minutes left to go. Second down and seven now for Willard from their own 38. Two 
Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Fox will roll to his right, has some time to throw. That's going to be incomplete. Just a little, little collision on the far side. Ornament uh, batted that one away. Clock, of course, will continue to run as we get under six minutes left to go. 21 to nothing, your score. Calvert, the lead on Willard. And believe it or not, Willard has had the ball almost this entire second half. Aside from those couple scoring drives from Calvert, it's been Willard trying to get something going on the offensive side most of this second half. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Looking to throw far side. That time going to fall incomplete. They were trying to get that to Xavier Kirk once again on the opposite side of the field. Brings up a fourth and long for Willard. Fourth and seven from their own 38-yard line. Down to five. 20 left to go in this one. As the running clock continues to run here with your score being 41 to nothing in favor of Calvert. Looks like Willard might, uh, no, looks like they'll hurry up to the line. They only have seven on the play clock. Two receivers out to each side. Fox in the gun. He'll take it. He'll look to throw. As that one's going to be caught by Robinson. Was he inbound? Yes, he was. Another nice grab for Robinson, certainly has been the shining star for this uh, Willard side as he'll get the first down now for the Crimson Streaks as they'll keep their offense on the field now with 4.35 left to go. Spiller will still stay, of course, in their no-huddle offense. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. First and 10 for Willard from their own 48-yard line. Fox will draw back, looking to throw. Looking across the middle. That is intercepted. John Schumacher will take it the other way. He might have a chance, but he's going to get shoved out of bounds at the 35-yard line. And John Schumacher now trying to say he might be our Frickers player of the game with now an interception after a touchdown grab on the last drive. We'll have the clock stop with it being 4.02 left to go after the turnover. It looks like some reserves have checked into the game on the Calvert side. Do still have Harry Schultz on their quarterback, but other guys look to be rotating in at receiver. Norman just checked out as well from the backfield. So Schultz will be in the shotgun first and 10 from the 35 of Willard as they'll hand it off. So that'll be Cameron Lucius on the handoff. Typically the guy who only does kicking duties, but able to come in as a running back now. It's a nice little carry. Gets out to about the 26 or 28 yard line. So now it looks like we'll have an entire line shift in Get some more reserves onto the field for Calvert. Now with 3.24 left to go. And you could certainly tell that it was a line shift because it was a lot of smaller bodies compared to the big offensive line. That goes 6.5, 6.4, 6.1, 6.2, 6.4 typically. And there was a fumble. We completely missed that part of it. And Willard actually takes over. So that's another reason you saw a complete line change is because they went from offense to defense. 
will be caught by Cam Robinson on the near side. And he'll get down to about the 30-yard line as it's a nice little pickup that time. So we get under three minutes now left to go. So quick, uh, quick offensive possession that time for Calvert. Another reason Willard has dominated the time of possession here in the second half. So we'll see Willard try and continue to get their offense going, which has struggled mightily here tonight, especially thanks in part to their quarterback Isaac Robinson going down with an injury late in the first half. That certainly has not helped this Willard team. Two receivers out to each side. Fox going to drop back, looking to throw, looking for the heave. As I think, no, incomplete. Robinson almost brought that in. His house didn't even really try to make a play on the ball. Was just trying to keep his head down and try and make sure that that was incomplete and in part he was able to make sure it was incomplete. We're now all the way down to under two minutes left to go in this one. 41 to nothing and Calvert the lead over Willard. Willard though with the ball trying to try and get some points before this uh, game comes to a close. Three receivers to the right one to the left. Fox will look to throw once again. Has some time in the pocket. Has to now step up and roll to his right. Now he'll throw that one as that's going to be incomplete. If anything, it was going to be intercepted. So that was looking to Moss back there in coverage for Calvert. Now it'll be fourth and nine for Willard with 120 left to go. Looks like we'll see uh, Willard put this one away. Probably see Calvert take a take a knee or two and avoid Mario Cristobaling this one and put this game uh, to a close. We have a timeout taken though. Not sure why you exactly needed to call a timeout. The 101 left to go in this one, 41 nothing. Your score, Calvert, the lead on Willard. We'll see a punt coming up here for Willard and then a near or two from Calvert to put a bow on this one, get themselves in uh, all hands on deck to get ready for their matchup next week over in Baskin when they take on Hopewell Loudon, which will, of course, decide who wins the SBC River. Hopewell Loudon themselves a 42-6 to six lead on Woodmore. So we'll see them uh, try and close out their own undefeated part of the schedule through nine weeks. Have it be for all the marbles for a little bit of playoff implications as well. Both teams will have a home game at least for the first round, but we'll see how things shake out depending on how that game goes. So we'll be returnable for DeMoss and Calvert as he spins back into Willard territory. He's able to get past midfield out to the 48 and it looks like we'll see Calvert's offense get back on the field and only have to take a knee or two before they can wrap this one up with the 41 to nothing win over Willard. Yeah, we will in fact see Calvert go into victory formation. Schultz will now drop down to a knee. And that'll be the last uh, play they have to have to do. 24 on the on the game clock. The play clock is not even going to restart. Calvert will 
come away with us with this win. They'll win 41 to nothing. They advance themselves to 8 and 0, getting ready for that Week 10 matchup over in Bascom to decide the SBC River title next week. We'll go ahead, those to decide for a quick time up and come back and wrap this one up here from Tiffin. And your score 41 to nothing. Calvert the win over Willard. You've been listening to High School Football and Kolaskitz 96.7 WBBI. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 cents an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria. Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. The Northwestern Water and Sewer District now has two watersheds in Fostoria to get pure water at a low price. Watersheds are located off of Plaza Drive on the north end of town and our newest location near 4th and Finley Streets. If you don't like the taste of well water, try watershed water. Just bring your own containers and fill up for a quarter a gallon. Try watershed water today. For all locations, go to nwwsd.org. Back we are here to wrap this one up here from Tiffin. Again, your final 41 to nothing. Calvert with the win tonight over Willard. Get themselves to 8-0, getting ready for their Week 10 matchup against Hopewell Loud. And for all the marbles in the SBC River, Lance Morris here with you on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Do have some final stats for you. Thanks to Don Cook for sending those over. For Calvert, they were able to get a touchdown in the first quarter thanks to a 24-yard pass from Schultz to Rombach. Cameron Lucius, of course, the PAT. Rombach then had the 68-yard interception return, also had a 60-yard rushing touchdown to extend the Calvert lead. Cal Warnham had a 16-yard touchdown and then a 46-yard touchdown to keep things going for Calvert. And then John Schumacher able to score on a touchdown pass from Harry Schultz. As the time of possession 
it, it's it's amazing the time of possession because uh, Willard had the ball for over 18 and a half minutes. 18 and a half minutes compared to Calvert, less than six minutes in total with the ball. And they were able to make the most of that time. Clearly, Cal Warnament, eight rushes, 125 yards, a pair of scores. Jake Romback, only three carries for 87 yards and the one touchdown. Harry Schultz had a couple scampers, did get himself 10 yards. Harry Schultz uh, passing only six for 12 for just over 100 yards, but didn't have to throw the ball all that much tonight. Romback, two catches for 47 yards. Carter Wolf, two catches for 33 yards. Billy Klaus, just the one touch, the one catch for 15 yards. And John Schumacher, one catch for 15 yards as well. And of course, uh, just a big win tonight for Calvert to get themselves to 14, 14, uh, 41 to nothing win, get themselves to 8 and 0. Getting ready for that, uh, again, Week 10 matchup. Might sound like a broken record, but it's just going to be such a good game uh, in that one between Hopewell Loudon and Calvert with uh, both teams looking as impressive as they have this year. That should be a fun matchup over in Bascom tomorrow, or tomorrow, tomorrow, imagine if it was tomorrow. Next week, next Friday night in that Week 10 matchup, uh, we'll have, uh, WFOB will have coverage of that one, and I know Matt and Tom are very, very excited for that matchup. Here on Classic Hits, we'll head over back to the BVC, Liberty Benton will take on Macomb, and Liberty Benton can get themselves a win. They can uh, secure a split of the title with uh, Pandora Gibbo. If Macomb wins, then I think Macomb would end up splitting it with PG, unless uh, PG drops a game tonight or next week. I know they were up big on Riverdale last I saw, but lots of lots of things to look at in the, in the area. And of course, I'm sure uh, Bart, uh, Trayvon, and I and along with Matt, we'll all talk about that in the NWO Orthopedics uh, scoreboard show here in just a little bit. But I'll just about do it for us, though. Before we go, we do have to award our player of the game. And, uh, of course, the player of the game is brought to you by Frickers. And, uh, of course, some uh, some of our big big guys for Calvert, they've, they've already won the award because of how well they've played in other games. And you look at uh, who has won it already on the Calvert side, uh, in week four, Cal Warnament won in their win against Lakota. And then uh, Jacob Romback, he won in their win. That was back week five against Gibsonburg. Billy Klaus also was our winner back in week seven in the doubleheader game. They beat Margareta. So they've all already won it. I'm going to go again, give it, to, give it to Carter Cook. He's the Calvert center and also their middle linebacker. He had 10 tackles just in the first half and of course, added to that in the second half. Had the fumble recovery for Calvert as well in that first half. And had he been able to kind of keep his hips straighted, keep running, he might have been able to get all the way for a touchdown, but still was able to have that fumble recovery. And you, you, you got to talk about the offensive line, and you can't talk about the offensive line without talking about Carter Cook because he's the center, and, you know, he's the smallest guy on a Calvert line that is just massive across the board and he's kind of the outlier on that offensive line. And there, there was never anybody getting up the middle tonight with, uh, with him on the pass blocking up front and giving Harry Schultz all the time he needed when he did have to make some of these, uh, these passes throughout the game. So we're going to go with Carter Cook as our Frickers player of the game. Pick up from the carryout window, dine in or get delivery through DoorDash, download the Frickers app, find them online at Frickers.com. He will win some fun bucks to spend over at Frickers. Thank you for listening to high school football here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online for WBBI.com. A big thanks as well to our producer back at the studio, Bar Wilson, 
back, of course, at the Tri-County Tri Broadcasting Studios, doing, of course, the Lord's work. Stay tuned in later on. We'll have the NWO Orthopedics scoreboard show back at the Fricker Studios. Martin Trayvon will recap all the games from around the area and take a little look ahead because they're about as excited for Week 10 as we are. And in a few minutes, we will join our sister station, WFOB, in progress. For Astoria taking on Maumee, we'll bring you the conclusion of that matchup over at Maumee. Matt Common, Tom Ryan on the call on WFOB. This is Lance Morris signing off from Tiffin. Thank you for listening to our coverage again of high school football and classic. It's 96-7. One final time, Calvert, a 41 to nothing win over Willard. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. What time is it? Sadly, we're out of time. Yes, you've been listening to High School Football right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. And it's been brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Campus Poly Eyes, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us again next time for another great matchup of high school football. A production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.